Welcome to Shooks and Gifts, Season 6, Episode 2. In this episode, I talk about the next cohort of my Learn to Sketchnoting course starting January 28th. More AI tools, even better collaboration in Google Slides, a time tracking tool, a speed reading extension, and how you can use Netflix to teach English. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where I share EdTech treasures I love. Each episode, I share a tool, website, tip, trick, or more that you might find helpful for you or your learners. I'm your host, Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. So I once did a theatrical performance about puns. It was a play on words. Well, hello there, listeners. Happy New Year to you all. I am recording this on the 5th of January, so we've had some time to settle into 2023. So far, so good on my end. Uh, Lots of relaxation. I actually don't go back to work until the 9th, which is really, really lovely. Although, I'm home with the kids, so you might actually hear them in the background a little bit doing, you know, kids stuff. They have a friend over, they're playing Lego, or I I don't know, they're just entertaining themselves. So I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to record. So here I am. I hope that 2023 has been great for you as well. I have a a number of shares here for us today, starting with uh, the fact that if you've seen it on social media, that's great. And if you haven't, I am running my Learn to Sketch Note course again. Um, I tend to do it every January for the last few years. I threw in an extra one, I think the first year I did it in 2020. But I, I seem to feel like in the new year, I'm like, yeah, I want to surround myself by this art and creativity. So off I go. Um, it is called Today I Sketch Noted. It is a six-week course. It's completely asynchronous. It's run on Google Classroom. Um, every week, I share an element of sketchnoting. I have some uh, videos where I interview. Over the last few years, I've sort of picked up different people that I've interviewed who are really into sketchnoting, and they give their tips. Uh, in years past, I've done a Taya Sui tip, which is the program that I was using for my sketchnoting until recently. I switched actually over to Procreate, which is what I find most um most sketchnoters, I was going to say podcasters, <laughs> which most sketchnoters uh, use. I was really scared, to be honest, to use it. And it just kept crashing on me. And you may have seen um, my sketch notes on social media for Ditch Summit uh, that Matt Miller was doing, which I touted in our last uh, in our last episode at the beginning of uh, season six. And it kept crashing and it was driving me crazy. So I finally said, okay, now's the time. I had a whole weekend. It was like a Saturday morning. I was like, I'm going to try to learn Procreate and see if it's better because this crashing is just driving me crazy. I lost an entire sketch note, like hours of work. And I was so distraught. So I tried it and I love it. Oh my gosh, there's maybe my first share Procreate. If you want a cool sketching drawing tool, even just you can do some note taking in it, I suppose, although I, I still notability is my go to for that for an app. Um, it's it really great. So this year in today, I sketch noted, I'm not going to do a Taiyasui sketch, I'm going to share different videos curated and created by other people, sorry, created by other people, curated by me um, to teach you procreate. And what else runs in it? And then every week you have a challenge. Now I've had a bunch of people reach out and not a bunch. That's that's an exaggeration. I've had a couple people reach out asking if it would be appropriate for their children, if they thought, you know, it would benefit uh, someone who's still a student. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I talk a lot about 
education and teaching, but it really applies to everyone. Um, it's the same videos that I use in classes when I teach classes how to do this. So absolutely, if you have kids in your life that might be interested, it would be appropriate for them. If you have teachers, you yourself would be interested. Head on over to todayisketchnoted.com and you can use the uh, code sketchfriends, all one word, uh, S and F I think are capitalized. I don't know if that matters, but it, they are. Um, if for a promo code to get $10 off of that. It's a lot of fun. It's six weeks, like I said, completely asynchronous. Um, I usually have a, sort of a few dozen people. I'll sort of depends on, on the year. Uh, take it. It's, I, I really enjoy doing it. It's, it's, I wouldn't say a lot of work for me, but it's a, it's a, you know, a chunk of change as far as, as far as time goes, but it's, it's time well invested for me. I really, I really like connecting with people and, and seeing the growth that they do. So if it's something that you think you'd like, or maybe a colleague, or, you know, like I said, a student in your life, feel free to head on over to, to the website and get yourself registered. We start on January the 28th. All right, let's get into the shares that I have. In our last episode, I shared an AI tool that has had been going a little bit crazy. It seems to have cooled off a little bit where I am right now, although I, I did, that said, I did see a, a news broadcast about it last night. Um, but I shared the chat GPT, which is, it was just bananas to me. Like you can, you can talk to this basically robot inside your computer, those gremlins inside your computer that Kim and I have been talking about for years. So you can ask it a question, it will respond. And it, it goes through like billions of data points in order to, uh, to get an answer. So it's not just like a web search, it's virtually undetectable um, by any kind of um, plagiarism tool, which a lot of teachers are, are really, you know, upset about right now. But, you know, um, Holly Clark uh, posted something on on her, I think it was on her TikTok, on her social media somewhere, just about what you can do to, to teach students um, how to use this tool responsibly, because it's going to be there, like it's not going away. So we, we need to sort of pivot and adapt and realize like, okay, well, we still need to think critically and how are we going to do that with a tool like this? Um, I'll link, I'll link Holly's uh, idea there, but essentially it was, you know, you start off and you have them brainstorm on Microsoft flip and then you, uh, you, you go and you have them create an essay using, um, sorry, I'm a bit distracted because my cat just, I'm in my main room of my house here and my cat just started chewing something. I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to get sick. Sorry about that. Um, then you take that, um, you take the ideas that you come up with and you have the chat bot create your essay for you. And then you go in and you analyze that essay and say, okay, well, is this good? What do I need to add? And, and then you use it sort of as a mentor text. And, and she goes on from there. And it's really funny because I, I had a com phone conversation with Matt Miller uh, in December when he had, was blogging about it, when, you know, I was really big into it as well. And it was very similar to what we came up with, very similar to what I came up with, with one of my colleagues, Erwin uh, Choi. Um, at, at Richmond Hill with me. It was just, there's a lot you can do with the tool. So I thought, you know, there's a lot more tools out there like this. So maybe people want to explore other ones. So I have four of them here for you. Um, the first one is Tiny Wow. Tiny Wow is a, a really neat thing because it's not just about AI generated text like ChatGPT. They actually have a lot. They have um, the ability to uh, work with PDFs. So you can edit PDFs with it. You can go PDF to Word, JPEG to PDF, which I, that one I thought was pretty cool. Um, you can also, it has image features in it. So restoring photos, blurring backgrounds, cropping images and that. It has a video feature where you can um, go video to GIFs, hard G. Oh, this is, 
you know, with really with with the just really 100% being me now, like we're totally team hard G now in the podcast, which is lovely. Ha <laughs> ha, Kim. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, so we can also trim videos. You can do MP4s to MP3s, which is great if you have something like a podcast like me and you may have created a video and just want to rip out the the audio for that. And then it does some file things too, like, you know, Excels to PDFs, et cetera, et cetera. But the point of this is it has a paragraph writer. It has sentence rewriters. It has content improver, which is, is pretty cool. You can you type in um, a passage or like copy and paste from somewhere and say, you know, how could I improve this writing? And then a full on essay, essay writer. And that's called tinywow.com. And that was actually brought to my attention by a student when I was showing them chat GPT and they're like, oh, it's like Tiny Wow. And I said, what's Tiny Wow? And they said, this is Tiny Wow, miss. And off they showed me. And I guess my point with that is students know these tools are out there. And, and regardless if a district decides to block it, which I know a lot of districts will do. And I understand that we sort of want a better understanding of how we can use this tool before we want students to use it or there could be fear that's legitimate as well but students are going to find a way around it right they're going there's other tools out there that they can use this one's not as slick as chat gpt but it works um and you know there's vpns out there students can flip from their you know the wi-fi from school onto their data if they have it there's ways around it so i, I think knowledge is power for us and let's find a way that we can make it work for us and for students right Let's be honest, like in any of these, you can also say, create me a lesson for this when you're in a bind and it's not like teachers aren't going to use it. So anyway, not my point. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the, the integrity behind it, but I just want to tell you some more tools. So this is tiny. Wow. Uh, it's an alternate. It's, it's pretty cool. Another student, when I was talking to them about, um, chat GPT introduced me to Quillbot, which is my second share today. And Quillbot is another you know, AI writer that does uh, grammar checks, plagiarism checks, it does co-writing, it does a citation generation, and it does a summarizer. It also has a, a Google Chrome extension as well as a Word extension. So Quillbot will rewrite your text. And this is the one that when I was talking to students, and I, I was really appreciative to the students and how brave they were talking to me. And perhaps it's because, you know, I'm the teacher librarian, so I'm not assessing a lot of their work. But they said, oh yeah, we can just if you want to plagiarize, you can get something off the internet and then just throw it into Quillbot. And I was like, what's Quillbot? <laughs> it was this, uh, this whole new world that I'm being introduced to. And Quillbot does just that. It takes anything that you've written and will paraphrase it um, so that it's not detectable by any plagiarism tools. So again, this is, we, we need to look at, okay, with something like Quillbot where we can rewrite things maybe we do activities with our students where we say okay let's look at the original and let's look at the rewrite and and how is this how is this good is it better is it better is it worse what do we take away like I remember I was the queen of the thesaurus when I was in high school and for my grade 12 um, independent study unit I read old man in the sea and I had my grade nine English teacher edit it for me. And she was a staunch British woman. And, and she was like, you know, red penning all over the place. And I loved that. Like I, I really yearned for that kind of feedback, especially from her. I really had a lot of admiration from her and I knew it came from a good place of her wanting to, to make me a better writer. And she finally partway through turned and looked at me and she's like, did, did you like, 
eat the thesaurus when you wrote this essay, Jennifer? And I started to laugh and, in hindsight, because I did. It's like, oh, I want to sound smarter. And this is what, what we do, right? When we, Especially when we're high school students. And we go in, we're like, oh, this sounds better. And this, and sometimes it, it doesn't match, right? Like the choice of words doesn't match the tone. And so we can get a lot of really rich conversation around, okay, is that the right word for this? Is this the tone? Is this, is this the mood that you want to set in this writing piece by looking at what we've actually written versus what Quillbot will create when we ask them to. So I thought that was a, a pretty pretty cool activity to be able to do with students and certainly some uh, a, a tool that we want to be aware that students have access to and may be using. The next AI tool that I found is, and I don't, I, I unfortunately I can't remember where I heard about this one, but this one is called Slick Writer. So Slick Writer will check your grammar in seconds. It says it's a free application that makes it easy to check your writing for grammar errors and potential stylistic mistakes. So it's very much like um, Grammarly, but not because it actually has more. And I feel like you can really learn a lot about writing about grammar, um, in using a tool like this. So for example, here's what will happen. I would, you know, type something up or copy and paste it in, and I would go through and use some of the tools in Slick Writer. So there's underlying words or phrases. And if you click on them, you'll actually be able to find out why, um, they would underline this. So it might be like, oh, you, you know, this this word is kind of weak. Consider using something like this or something like that instead. Um, it also gives you a vocabulary variety screen that helps you identify passages that aren't, that don't have a lot of variety in words, right? So again, I'm, I'm doing a lot of reflection at this point. It's not offering me suggestions completely. And when it does offer me suggestions, I have to make choice. And I, I really like that. Um, it also tells you your most common words. So you can see, you know, you know, students will use like, oh, therefore, 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 and they might want to just switch that up. That's certainly something. It gives you other statistics in here, um, like how long it would take to read it, the average sentence um, length, the passive voice index. Um, and then you can even go in and it gives you statistics um, about the, the uh, how many adverbs, how many function uh, words you use, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the average word length, which I thought was, was really pretty awesome. Um, you can also customize to decide how you want to... Um, how you want to use slick words. So to what depth you want it, because it does suggest a lot and that might be really overwhelming for some students. So you could have them go in and, and try this and say, okay, today we're just going to look at capitalization and, um, starting sentences with the same words. Are, are we seeing that we have a variety in our writing and we can just click those. Uh, we can also, um, have there's an there's a game in it called the the associator and it helps you find connections between words and they they tout it as like busting out of your writer's block so create new metaphors by playing a word association game so it will give you um or you give it a word and then you highlight a word and then there's a pop-up box and it actually it gives you other words that you might want to use be like okay like this sounds better and so you know when you get that you're like oh there's another word for this and I can't think of it it can help bust through that which I thought was was pretty cool um they also you know they accept feedback they do all that sort of stuff and and it's 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 really cool. You learn a lot about your own writing style and for metacognition, which here in Ontario is a huge strand of the English curriculum and the language curriculum. I think it's a really, um, it's a really great way to have students reflect on how they write and the patterns they can see in their writing and then have them realize, okay, this is what I could do to become an even stronger writer. And so again, that one's called slick, Write, And it's slickwrite.com. All of these of course are going to be linked in the show notes. 
The last one that I have is actually not about writing. And I found this out from my friend, uh, Chris Webb. He's at Cripit on, on social media. This is called Excel Formulator. And you can generate any Excel, Google Sheet, or Airtame formula using AI. So there's a little box. And it's, uh, first of all, you, you choose if you want Excel Sheets or Airtable. And you say, describe the formula you want. So the, the example that I have here on the screen says, I want the sum of column A and B if C is between January 1st and January 31st, 2022. So it'll look at all the dates and everything. And then it'll say, oh, okay. And then you hit generate. And as soon as you hit generate, it comes up with the formula you actually need to use. So if you are a lover like me of spreadsheets, right? Spreadsheets are always the solution, but you're like, I really don't know how to start with creating all of these different um, formulas to make them really more powerful and souped up, if you will. This is the one for you. And I literally screamed out loud. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> when, when Chris shared this, because there's so many times that I find I'm like, oh, I know you can do this. I know there's a way to do this and that, and it'll pull this or color that. And like, but I, I don't even know what to ask for, right? I don't, I don't know the name of the function. So I, I don't know what to go searching for. And this is what happens. I know that in all the time I've been doing tech, people will be like, well, I, I just don't know how to do this. And they're like, oh yeah, it's called that. And as soon as they know the name, but if you don't know the name, you don't know where to start. So for those of you who love the spreadsheets like I do and, and want them to sort of level up Excel formulator at excelformulator.com is awesome. And it's free. You can sign up for free. I don't know how much you get because I haven't played with it too, too much. I haven't been blocked yet. Um, but it's, it's pretty incredible. I, I really like it. Anyway, that is that. Okay. That's the end of my AI. Um, other than this one sort of, I maybe is a nice segue out of AI. It's a feature that was released just about a month ago, a little less than a month ago, um, by Google for Google slides. And you can now have a follow feature in Google slides. Well, what is this? It allows you to collaborate with colleagues in real time on Google slides, which we've always been able to do, but it builds upon the existing feature to see what slide your colleague is on. Here's how it works. So you're in a Google slide document with one, two, 12, 400 other people. And you might see across the top are people's avatars, right? Like their little profile picture. Um, and it's usually up sort of beside that. Well, there's a hundred buttons now, right? Like there's your own little profile picture. There's a share button. There's the slideshow button. There's the Google meet button. There's the comment button. There's the trending. <laughs> there's all these things, but on that top, I'd say left, but it's more like top center. There is all the other people's profile pictures. So a whole bunch of little circles. If you're ever in a slide deck with someone, you don't need to ask them, oh, what slide are you on? You may, you may already know this, but I'm, I'm actually often amazed at how many people don't know this. And this might be the big takeaway, your aha moment that you're going to take from today's episode. But if you click on that person's face, click a face, Kim and I have said that many times on this show. If you click on that person's face, it will take you to where they are in that slideshow. It works in Google Docs as well. If you click where there, it'll take you to where their cursor is. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing to use if you are ever on a slide deck with someone and you have the editing access to it and you can click that base and they're like, okay, if you look on slide, whatever, I use it a ton in staff meetings when they're like, yeah, the link will be on. Cause I don't want to necessarily follow on my computer because all the other, you know, notifications are distracting. So I sort of tilt my, my uh, monitor down and I listen and then I open it up. I click their face and I jump down to where they are which is super fun. Um, so that might be your first takeaway, but what they've done now is they've leveled up in Google that you can now click the face. And I, 
I haven't seen it yet in action, but from what I can tell from the screenshots and the GIFs is that there's now, when you hover over their face, there's a button that you could say like follow. So you can click it and you can say following and what it will do instead of you just going to where they are at that moment, it will stop you or it'll take you to absolutely every point that they go. So I'm seeing this from a teacher lens at this point. If you have a student walking you through, okay, this is what I was thinking and here's my assignment as we go, instead of you like looking over their shoulder, you can sit face to face and click this follow and follow through in a slide deck. And it's almost like they take control of your screen in a way because whenever they move on the slide deck, it moves you with them. And I think that this just has a lot of, of potential um, to be able to follow ideas for group presentations, for small group presentations, for staff meetings, for whatever it is, when we're just jumping around. Um, I think it's, I think it'd be really, really powerful. So again, that was released about a month ago. Um, they're saying it's rapid release. It should show up everyone else. Blah, blah, blah. It's available to all workplace customers as well as G Suite Basic. It seems that it's going extended rollout potentially longer than 15 days starting on December 8th. So I would imagine by this time you should see it. So if you've been on holiday and didn't see it beforehand, and you're headed back into schools next week, you might see that follow button. Check it out, play with it. I think it's really cool. Okay, next share is, um, this is this was a cool thing that I found just because I'd been doing some work where I had to track some time and I thought, oh, this would have been easy. This is called Minutes App and they, it's minutesapp.co and it says it's crazy useful, it's a crazy useful time tracking app. So it's a simple tool for getting your time under control and making the best out of every minute of your day. It's an app, you download it. And it seems that what happened, it says, you know, do you ever wonder why time passes so quickly? So what you can do is you, you create, or it, it, it lists things that you might be doing. So um, things like, okay, I'm sleeping or I'm shopping, I'm thinking, I'm planning, I'm creating and whatever. And as you're doing something, you just click on this app and then it starts documenting, okay, from this time to this time, it's what you're doing. And then it gives you a weekly stats. I think it does daily stats as well. And it, it does, it does do daily stats as well. It breaks down your day. So you can do driving, dog walking, um, work, hygiene, like if you're having a shower and, um, it will show you how much time you spend in each day. So if you're finding like, I'm not getting anything done, this might be a really cool way to track your time. I'm also thinking about students, um, and particularly students who might have executive functioning disorders, um, students who, who can't seem to, to manage their time. Well, it might be an app that could really work for them if they're like, well, I just don't seem to have hours in the day to do this. Well, how many hours are you actually spending on social media? How many are you spending um, on your phones doing whatever else you're doing? How many are you playing sports? Are you um, actually doing your homework? And when you're doing your homework, are you on task homeworking? I think it could really give some great insight to people who who find that those hours slip away. Again, it's called Minutes App, Minutes with an S. Um, and it's a really cool time tracker. I haven't used it a lot myself. I played with it and I thought, oh yeah, I, I could really see. There's a lot of teenagers I thought of, some students current and former that I thought, huh, I wonder if this would really help them. Now, the one thing is, especially if it's phone thing, you're constantly going into your phone and logging it. So that might sort of defeat the purpose of getting off the phone if that's the distraction, but maybe worth a try for some people who want to know where their time is going. Okay. Second to last share I have, this might actually be my favorite share. And this is the one I've, I've used probably the most, um, since I found it, it is a Google Chrome extension. It, and other, I think, I think you can actually do other things. I've used it on Google Chrome. It's, oh no, maybe it's only a Google Chrome extension. That's the only way I've used it. Yeah. So it is called Swift 
Read Pro. So swiftread.com. And it is a speed reading tool. This is not going to help you read faster, like become a faster reader, but it will help you read quickly. I hope that makes sense. Uh, what you do is you can open Swift Reader. You're on a website, let's say, and you have to read something really quickly. I find, especially if I'm reading off a big screen or even my computer screen, that my my eyes just jump all over the place. What this does is I highlight something. I go to the um, extension. I think you can also, it has a feature that you can right click and choose it there like some extensions do. And I always just go up to the button and it will all of a sudden pull up a sort of a reading screen where it only shows you one word at a time. And at first I thought, okay, this is pretty cool. And and there's a little GIF on their website that you see. It starts to go, it says, it shows the one word at a time. It says, oh, you're reading it 200 words, now 300 words, now 400 words. And you can do a speed reading test to see how quickly you can actually read. And I'm amazed at how much I can actually focus in on the reading, especially if I have a long online passage to read and retain what I'm reading just by seeing one word at a time instead of having my eyes move from left to right in my case, because I'm reading in English. It's crazy to me. So I, I'm thinking about the times that we might even be reading like student work that we're like, okay, I'm reading an essay and I'm reading things on screen or I'm, I'm reading a report of some sort and you want to speed that up and you want to, you want a different sort of strategy to do that. Or you're reading a long article, like maybe you're doing some, you know, additional, um, PD, maybe you're doing your masters who, who knows what you're doing, but you need to read it quickly. It's amazing to me how quickly, how much more quickly I can read with this Swift Reader extension. I love it. It's free. There is an upgrade available um, in what I've had to use in the passages that I've been reading and whatnot. Now, of course, a lot of the times I haven't really been at work the last couple of weeks since I found it. I think I found it a week before we went on, on break, but it's awesome. I love it. It totally speeds up all my reading time. And I think that's amazing. Okay. Last share of the episode is called eJoy. Now I, I just found this one, um, but I wanted to share it because I, I think it's really cool. I've been doing some work with some um, people who are uh, MLL teachers, so multi-language learner teachers. And I saw it and I, I was like, I can't wait to get back to school to show them. Uh, basically they call themselves, it's called eJoy, eJoy-English.com. And they call themselves the Digital English Learning Partner. What I love about it is it teaches you English in a way that suits the way that a lot of our learners are going to learn. So, okay, I, I'm just going to show, I'm going to share what, what I did with it. So I went in, I installed the extension. It has a whole, but it has an app. It has an extension, it has a website, um, it gamifies, but I went in, I logged into my Netflix account and then I ran the extension and automatically it creates sort of dual subtitles. So I have the subtitles, because I always have subtitles on. I think I've shared this before. I just always put subtitles on because I don't know. I just like to read the subtitles and sometimes I'm distracted and then I can go back and see it. And I'm a reader. I don't know why I do it. I just, I'm just one of those people. Let me know. Let me know. If, listeners, are you a subtitle on or a subtitle off kind of person when you're watching your streaming services? Share with me on social media because I would really like to know. I used to have it on all the time for the kids when they were young because I think it's a great way for them to start recognizing words and, and increase their literacy skills. I used to have it on for myself when I would run a lot on my treadmill and watch shows. And so it just became like it's always on and I don't, I don't really notice. In fact, now if they're not on, I get upset if I'm somewhere. I'm like, why aren't these subtitles on? I can't follow what they're saying. Anyway, um, I digress. So I now have two sets of subtitles, the ones that I have on because I have closed captioning on. 
And then I have these other captions that come on that are a little bit bigger and they're in a different color. And I can, as I'm watching on my computer, I can hover over any of the words. And when I click the word, it will say, oh, okay, this is the word. And I can say, oh, I want it translated. And it will tell me the translation of the word into whatever language I choose. I can hear the word. I can even hear the word said in another video in context, not just the word being read. I can add it to a, um, a word book. And then from that, eJoy will create, based on the word book, if I'm adding these, will create a gamified experience for students to learn or for any language learner. It doesn't, I guess, well, any language learner would be a student when they, anyway, it then takes that information and creates games out of them so that you can consolidate you learning that word from that initial time once you've added it to that word book. And it's it's far more robust, I think, than that because I'm, I'm really just skimming the surface. It'll give me, like I said, a definition. It says something here about slang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like slang words for this. What else? It gives me examples. It gives me synonyms. It's just a really cool way that if you have students watching a video that you want them to see because it works on a whole bunch of platforms or just something they want to watch. Like I'm thinking, okay, I'm teaching MLL um, students. I'm like, okay, find something that you like to watch now. Make sure it has to be in English and learn some words. I want you to take at least 30 words from this and let's do some work. That way you're really meeting their needs and, and their interests in a way that will then increase their vocabulary retention. Now, I think right now it's just in English. I don't think it's in other languages. So if you were looking to learn like French or Spanish or Japanese, Korean, whatever you want to learn, um, I don't think it goes the other way. I, again, I've just found it and I was like, I need to share this right away because this is so cool. Um, but yeah, this is called eJoy. I like the fact that you can take from, in my case, it was Netflix, but a, a variety of streaming services. They, they have listed here the Khan Academy, um, Coursera, even just blogs and websites you can read things. I, I don't know if you can use it on YouTube. You know what? Let's find out. Let's go to YouTube. Let's see if I can find, oh, it's going to play Justin Bieber. Here he comes. Cause this is whenever I type YouTube, this is the first one that comes up. Okay. I won't, I won't. Okay. Justin, don't just start playing. Okay. I paused him. I paused him on time. Thank you, Justin. I love that. I love playing the beginning of the Justin Bieber song. Cause then it gets stuck in everybody's head. There, there oh, I didn't pause him. Oh, Mm -mm. Okay, we're not going to do that. I'm going to find some sort of tutorial. So I'm going to say like a math tutorial. Okay, awesome. Here we go. This is the organic chemistry teacher. Let's see if I can play it on this. Okay, I'm going to play. I got to find my thing. Here we go. No, it doesn't seem to want to work. Oh, 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 hold on. No, it's not working in YouTube, but it does work um, when you're watching. Like I said, in uh, Netflix was my big one that I tried. Let me go back and see if they have them all listed in here as well. That I, I was there earlier. I was on their website. I can't find it right now. Anyway, go explore it. Like I said, ejoy-english.com. Uh, pretty robust way for students to learn different English vocabulary while they're watching shows that they enjoy. So that's it. Hopefully there's been a, a nugget or two in here for you to think about. I will, uh, I will share everything I've talked about, of course, in the links to the show notes at shooksandgift.com. I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful start to your 2023 year. And we will uh, we'll chat in a couple weeks. Remember, as always, if you have an aha, give it a go. 
That's it for this episode of Shooks and GIF. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U and G-I-F-F dot com. As always, I would love to hear about your ahas. I can be found on social media at virtualgif with two Fs, or you can email me, jen at virtualgif.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, have an aha, give it a go.